You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Hello and welcome to episode number 11 of that one time on tour. As always, I'm your host, Chris Swinney. Uh, hope you guys are doing well out there. Last week was really cool. I got to talk to my buddy Marco DeSantis from the band Sugar Cult. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Uh, we're going to have Marco back really soon because we talked about a lot and there's a lot more to talk about. Uh, this week is a little bit different before I tell you about this week's episode. I have a story. I'm going to start doing this. I'm going to start telling you a story from my life. So uh, I was getting up actually yesterday and uh, I took a shower (laughs) like you do. And I got out of the shower and I bent down to uh, dry myself and um, I hit my head on the towel rack and it was a little bit jagged. There's a piece of it that had actually fallen off for some reason. And uh, I sliced my head open like crazy, crazy gash in my head. And uh, if you guys are friends with me on Facebook or if you follow me, my personal Instagram, there's a picture on there. It's covered up. It's bandaged, bandaged up, but it's it's pretty bad. I was really worried. Uh, my wife came running in there because I was yelling. And I took the towel off my head and blood was just kind of going everywhere. And I was just covered in blood. And uh, I thought that I was going to have to go to the doctor, but I did not go to the doctor because I had other things going on. And that brings us to that brings us to this week's episode. Uh, this week's episode is uh, special for me. Um, I do this thing called Rock and Roll Summer Camp every year where um, kids sign up. Uh, we put bands together and we play cover songs and we have a whole week to get ready. And we have this big concert for their parents and for their friends and whoever wants to come. And uh, we do it at this really cool place called Cornerstone Center for the Arts in downtown Muncie, Indiana. Uh, they they take care of us really good. They give us this whole third floor of their huge, it's an old 100-year-old Masonic temple. It's really, really awesome. And uh, we have some really good, great, like, really good, great, haha. <laughs> we have some really great sponsors like Muncie Music Center, which is where I teach guitar. Uh, it's a great store here in Muncie, Indiana. You can get anything you want there, guitar-wise, drum-wise, bass, anything. And uh, they sponsor the camp. Uh, there's another place. Uh, my buddy Lee owns Jack's Donuts. They have the best donuts in, uh, at least in central Indiana, maybe in the world. I don't know. But uh, Jack's Donuts is really cool. They give us donuts for the kids. It's a great, great sponsor to have. But Rock and Roll Summer Camp is near and dear to my heart. I've been doing it kind of on and off ever since 2006. And uh, a lot of the kids have gone on to do some really great things and be in bands and 
And it's just, it's, it's kind of one of my passions and I love working with kids. I love spreading kind of my love of music and, and getting them to feel the same way that I do about music. So I thought it would be cool since we're doing rock and roll summer camp this week, instead of, you know, having another person on the show to talk about being on the road, I wanted to talk to the kids. I wanted to kind of have this round table discussion with uh, some of my students at rock and roll summer camp. So that's what this episode is going to be about. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy this. It is a little bit different. Uh, next week we'll be back with another new guest. But uh, this week I wanted to—I just wanted to try something unique. Uh, and then this is, you know, if you like this podcast, hopefully you don't just like the guests. You also like me. And this is kind of my—this is my life. This is what I do. I work with kids, and I really enjoy it. So uh, before we get to the before we get to the episode. As always, if you want to be a sponsor, get a hold of me. It's tototpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure to like us and follow us on all of the social media platforms, tototpodcast. And uh, so here we go. We're going to jump right into it. Uh, no sponsor this week or anything. Uh, I was going to try to get a sponsor like a young band, but uh, I've just been so busy. Things just didn't quite work out that way. But uh, who cares, man? It's, it's time for that one time on tour, uh, Rock and Roll Summer Camp Edition. So here it is, episode 11 at Rock and Roll Summer Camp in beautiful downtown Muncie, Indiana. Hey, so we're sitting here at Rock and Roll Summer Camp 2018 uh, in beautiful downtown Muncie, Indiana. I've got some people sitting around me, uh, students of mine that uh, are awesome people. Uh, let's go around the table and introduce everyone. So uh, tell me who, tell me what your name is, man. How, how old you are and what you play, you know, musically. My name's Colton. I'm 18 and I play guitar. I'm Ela. I'm 16 and I play bass. I'm Thrasher. I play guitar, drums, and I sing. I'm Jordan and I play guitar. I'm 16. I'm Izzy. I'm 17. I play um, drums, ukulele saxophone and percussion. I'm Emma, I'm 17, I sing and I play guitar. I'm Sam, I'm 17 and I mostly play drums and a little bit of guitar and vocals. I'm Xavier, I'm 14 and I play just about anything I can get my hands on. <laughs> anything he can get his hands on he plays. Okay, so uh, the one thing that I would like to start off with asking you guys, this is a little bit different for an episode for me for that one time on tour, because we're not on tour, but uh, I know that you guys, you all would like to probably go on tour one day, right? So Xavier, if you could travel to any place in the world tomorrow, like all expenses paid, where would you go? Alaska. Alaska? Where would you go? I'm going to Peru. Peru. I've been to Peru. It's really, really cool. Emma, what about you? France. France. Any certain reason why? Um, no, not really. I just I'm I've done a lot of research on France and I really think it looks interesting. I ate uh raw horse meat when I was in France. That's gross. <laughs> it was really good. Where would you go, Izzy? I would also go to France. Any reason why you would go to France? I've always wanted to. Okay. Jordan, what about you, buddy? Japan. Any reason? Because it's a free country. There's a lot of free countries in the world. Well, I want to. Okay, cool. Uh, probably go to, I don't know, probably go to Tokyo. Tokyo, okay. That's in Japan, if my art listeners don't know uh, that. I'd either go back to Hawaii, because that place is amazing, or Russia. Russia, cool. Yeah. Hang out with Putin. Yeah. yeah. Probably Thailand. Thailand? Heck yeah, man. Oh, yeah. 
Why would you go to Thailand? It's like king cobras and stuff there, man. And you raise snakes, right? Yeah. I tell, tell our listeners a little bit about what you do in your spare time. This is Colton. He's, he's 18 now. Uh, this is his last time at camp. He is now aged out of the age group for camp. But tell them what you do. You raise reptiles? Yeah, I, all kinds of different snakes. Um, the biggest snake I've ever owned was 21 feet. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, um, I'm probably going to keep venomous a little bit later in life. But as of right now, I kind of focus on the larger pythons and the boas. Have you ever been like injured or bitten? Um, one time I was feeding a 18-foot reticulated python, and it missed the rabbit and hit my hand and drugged me into the cage about a foot and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't get it off for a second. That's that's pretty crazy, man. So how many uh, snakes do you have currently or reptiles in all? Well, I try not to count. Um, I don't well, but try know. to count for me. Um, Let me know. Try to count right now. Think about it. Oh, man. There's cages lined up the wall. I mean, I, I don't know. You have over 10 reptiles? Easy. Easy. Like, Easy. So what about over 20? Over 40. Over 40 oh, reptiles? Probably over 40. And you sell them. You make some money off yeah, of them. Yeah, right? I buy, sell, trade. I go to Indianapolis a lot for the reptile shows. That's great. So your passions, you would say, in life are, other than music, you really like reptiles. Yeah, reptiles, wildlife. Okay, cool. So... Uh, now I would really like to talk to you guys about Rock and Roll Summer Camp. We'll go ahead and start with Colton since you have the microphone. This is your second time at Rock and Roll Summer Camp. Uh, tell me what you like about it. Tell me why you continue to come back. Just let me know your thoughts. Well, I mean, it's really fun, and I like playing music with people. Um, I like coming here because I've made a lot of new friends and kind of opened some doors. It was kind of a good opportunity for me. Um, helped me kind of cure my stage fright a little bit got me over, you know, the kind of the tension, the environment kind of. Yeah. Um, music makes me feel good, and when I get to play with other people, you know, and especially your friends, it's fun to be able to share that. What are, what are some of your favorite bands? I like Lamb of God, um, Rage Against the Machine, Judas Priest. Um, grew up on a lot of Slipknot, you know, Mushroom Head, I'm, I'm like, I like the heavy metal. That's kind of my thing. So you feel like coming to camp is, uh, I mean, what we try to do is to kind of get you ready for actually being a musician, maybe a working musician, maybe not just being, you know, a hobby. But do you feel like it's actually helped you in your journey as being a musician? Yeah, it's, um, I've learned a lot, even just simple things like amp setting, stage presentation, things like that. You know, like I said, getting over the the stage fright and being able to expand, you know, my mind a little bit and open up to some new things. Cool. It, like lets me express myself. That's great. Does anybody else want to talk about camp? Anybody in particular? Thrasher? All right. So um, I think really coming to camp the first time last year, I think it was a big break for me because uh, I really wanted to be part of music and being bands and stuff. It made me really excited. I met Eli and I met Reed. I met all of my friends at camp and I started bands and we all played and it was awesome. And that's why I kept coming back. And then, like, winter time, my, ba my old band broke up, and then I met Colton, and then me and Eli, we all kind of just kind of stuck. We played music and all had fun. It was awesome. So you feel like, I mean, well, the one thing that I've always tried to do is when I was young, nobody helped me. Like, yeah. nobody, like, kind of taught me how to put a band together or how to even play a cover song with other guys in the band. And I've always wanted camp to kind of be that conduit between the new generation of guys like yourselves coming up and then me, I've been around forever, I've, I've played music forever, and I want to help you guys out in a different setting than just lessons. Yeah. So do you feel like, you know, the camp has kind of jump-started you and given you that advantage maybe over other 
kids your age? Uh, yeah, yeah, a lot. Of, I mean, there wasn't there wasn't really much camps around here, and I think I heard a lot of other camps. They aren't they're just kind of like school. You have you give us a lot of free time, and this is totally chaotic, but that's how we like it. Yeah, it's it's, it's awesome. more like punk rock camp. It's not well. <laughs> let anything you say anything goes and it's it's, it's always fun we, you let us have freedom and i think having that adult kind of perspective and how you treat us not like kids and you treat us like we're immature or mature people uh don't <laughs> laugh at me and uh uh i think that i think that just makes it even more fun that we can it's something i've never you never ne- never think of having it's given me it's i mean last summer I never really had anything to do with music. I just had my cousin come over, and we just jammed a little bit, but that's it. But, like, nothing really went anywhere. So I think coming to camp just kind of helped me meet some new people and become best friends of the people here, and it's awesome. I really like the fact that, like, I try to make it, like, a family vibe. Yeah. Like, I've never really had... We never really had a problem at camp. Like, everybody seems to get along. Yeah. And you guys are all different ages. You all go to different schools. You all like different kinds of music, believe me. I mean, we're going to get to Jordan here in a minute. He's going to tell us about his slam stuff. But uh, what are some of the bands that you really like that you listen to on a regular basis? Um, I really like Whitechapel. It's probably my favorite band. Trivium. Uh, Signs of the Swarm. It's a big band I really like. Uh, Drown and Sulphur. I love, I love the Deathcore stuff. Uh, Enterprise Earth. All the heavy stuff, practically. I mean, a big inspiration for me is Metallica. It's the first band that's ever I've ever experienced of having metal and I mean, my mom just always listened to him. Whenever I was uh, little, that's how I got introduced to him. Uh, Lincoln Park was a big one for me. Also, like some rap stuff, like Ghost Main and Suicide Boys. But Suicide Boys. Yeah. I'm in the Suicide Boys. No, that I mean, was, it's an inside joke. If you're listening out there, yeah. you haven't been a kid. You wouldn't. You wouldn't understand. But there. I think that's. I'm into anything, really. Any I, guilty pleasures you'd like to tell the the listeners about? Uh, I kind of just said them right now. You kind of did, I guess. <laughs> okay, so anybody else want to give their thoughts? Emma, let's go, let's hear your thoughts on camp. You're you've been here every time that we've had it. You're about to age out. I'm hoping you'll come back as a counselor. Uh, so tell everybody what you think about camp and why you come and what you like about it. My family is not really musical. I mean, my dad sings a lot, but you know, I never, I don't really come from a musical background. So the fact that I can, you know, come here and have like a family that's just centered around music is really, is really fulfilling. And um, you know, I've been into music my whole life. Elvis, Michael Jackson, all those people have in, have uh, inspired me. And you know, I think of these people as my family, even if I don't know them very well. They're still a part of my family. Like, you know, like I think of them as brothers and sisters. And Adding on to what he said, um, you know, I've met a lot of my best friends here, like you know, Eli and Thrasher and Gwen and Reed and everybody. And that's, and, you know, that the, if you come to camp, there are friendships that you'll have for life, you, you know. Even if you don't talk to each other, you know, you'll have that connection for life, and you'll always remember that. And, um, you know, I, this is the best part of my day most of the time. I'm always really, really excited to come here and, you know, sing and play and, you know, the reason I got into guitar was because of camp. You know, I said, you know what, I just want to do something uh, rather than singing. I want to, you know, play. And the fact that I get to do that now and, you know, get to come here for one last time is really exciting. And I, I really do love it. Well, we really hope that you come back next year as a, as so a counselor. Yes. Maybe paid staff member. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what about, uh, let's see, let's get somebody first year. Uh, we'll talk to Jordan and Izzy. Let's talk to Izzy first. This is your first experience with camp. 
Uh, what do you think so far? I know we're only a couple days in, but uh, what do you think so far? Do you think you're going to enjoy it? Um, yeah, I think I'm going to like it a lot. Um, I've already made, like, some friends. Um, so I wanted to, like, expand my musical knowledge with this because, um, really, it's just been, like, band in school, like jazz band or pep band or concert band, and I really wanted to, like, branch out and do something different. So I decided to do this. And you're having fun so far? Yeah. Okay, cool. So, Jordan, uh, this is your first year at camp. We're only a couple days in. What do you think so far? And uh, when you tell me your thoughts on that, then I'll ask you about some of the stuff that you like to listen to. I think it's fun. I mean, it's it, we're still trying to get everything together. That's one thing with camp, uh, having only a week to get everything together. You'll notice that after today, the real work will, like, kick in and we'll just be nonstop playing all the time but we're still getting that together so if you wouldn't mind too can you tell the listeners a couple of the songs you're doing this year at camp the bands that you're in um we're playing um aerials by system of a down um we're also doing an original song it's a slam song right yeah tell, tell the listeners what you what kind of music you like some of the bands you dig um slamming brutal death metal what i usually listen to um, what are some of the band's names? I love the names. Oh, I don't know if I could say the names. <laughs> Do the ones that are a little less offensive, maybe. Devouring Humanity. Devouring Humanity, that's okay, yeah. That's less offensive, I guess. Yeah, are you offended or something? <laughs> <laughs> Sam's totally offended over there. No, that's not bad. Uh, give us one more name of a band you check out. You've got a pretty extensive list over at Bandcamp of things that you listen oh, to. Yeah. Um, incinerated Flesh, they're okay. another one. Incinerated Flesh. <laughs> Great. I like those names, actually. I think they sound pretty cool. So uh, you're having fun so far. Yeah. You dig it. Are you scared to, for the concert at the end of the week? Uh, I'm a little nervous. A little bit nervous? Well, as anybody else here that's a veteran will tell you, it's very nerve-wracking, but as soon as you do it, you wish that you could get right back on stage and do it again. Like, I've been chasing that feeling my whole life since I got on stage when I was 13 years old. So every concert I ever played, every gig I ever played, I always got the nerves. But as soon as it was over, I wished it wasn't over. Do you know what I mean? Okay, so uh, now I would like to talk to Sam. So hand the mic over to Sam. Now, Sam, you've recently started taking guitar lessons with me. We're working mm -hmm. on some songwriting. Now, uh... How, what are your thoughts of camp? This is your second time at camp. Mm. You kind of surprised me last time you were a new guy at camp, and all of a sudden you're singing and doing all this stuff, and you kind of blew me away. So I'm really glad you're back. What are your thoughts on camp? What does it mean to you? And, uh, yeah, what do you like to listen to as well? Uh, I'll start with what I listen to. I'll listen to really anything, but my three favorite bands are the Foo Fighters, Moose Blood, and Neck Deep. That's mostly what I listen to, but anything goes, really. And at, at camp, it's just, I, I played music with my friend Adam, and he was here last time, but he couldn't be here uh, this session. And uh, I, I just played with him. That's all I really ever did with music. He plays guitar, I played the drums, but coming here, there were other people that liked to play the same things or even different things, and that was cool. And I could just find something to play with them and actually like do something with the music like play real songs and have an actual concert and stuff so do something with what I like to do was it nerve-wracking for you doing that concert last year <laughs> yeah yeah a little bit 
because it was the first time you'd really sang in front of someone, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, I want you guys all, you know, give Sam a hand. How great did he sound at the concert? I thought he sounded really, really good. Oh, stop it. It's going to make <laughs> me blush. So good, in fact, that I've uh, talked you into singing quite a lot this time. <laughs> talked into or, hey, Sam, yeah. <laughs> have at it. Can you tell the listeners uh, some of the songs you're going to be performing at the show? Uh, yeah, just a second. <laughs> Let's get the phone out. I, I got a list. It's okay. This is a podcast, man. There's no rules. We can do whatever. We just take I'm as long uh, as you want. I'm singing New Divide by Linkin Park. Yeah. And I'm dr drumming uh, Are You Mine by the Arctic Monkeys. Uh, drumming Californication by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> I'll, I'll save uh, one of these. It'll be a surprise okay. for the concert. And I'm also singing Mr. Brightside by The Killers. Okay, that's really cool, man. Well, I'm really glad to have you back at camp. Um, does anybody else want to tell any thoughts or anything or any memories about camp, things that happened at camp? Thrasher? Man in the Box, uh, March 4th, <laughs> 2018. Man in the Box, that was one of my favorite things you guys have ever done. The, the, only, the last concert before my hair went kapoof. Yeah, Thrasher uh, had really long hair. He looked he looked like a Hesher. <laughs> he looked like like Cliff Burton or something. And uh, he came into guitar lessons one day, and I did not recognize him because all of his hair was gone. Worst regret ever. But I, you also donated your yeah, hair, donated so it was it. a good a good thing to do. Yeah. You're currently I can't even speak. You're currently growing your hair back out, correct? Yeah. Um, so we can expect Thrasher to be back to normal in probably a year or so. Uh, two, three Six years. Six months, two months. <laughs> Depends on how fast it grows, right? Yeah, I'll have to take my vitamins or something. Yeah, take your just vitamins. Keep, just water. <laughs> so uh, anybody else have any, like, memories or anything from camp? Anything that you've really uh, enjoyed? Anybody? Yeah, sure. Colton's on there, man. It's not the best one, but I remember chasing um, Eli upstairs, and he fell down the stairs. <laughs> Face planted on the floor. I'm that sure a there's a lot of memories you guys have that don't involve me because I probably don't know about them. That's correct. We got in a little bit of trouble last year because some people were upstairs where they weren't supposed to be, so that's when they were not allowed to be up there this year. But I'm sure some things went on that I didn't know about. Yeah, we... Um, we made a little monster. I think his name was Samwise out of yeah. random fluids that we found up. Random <laughs> fluids on the upstairs. Yeah. Yeah. There was some paint involved. Yes. Okay. That's cool. And this is all during the time you're supposed to be practicing your songs, correct? But Yeah, you didn't tell us that we couldn't. I know. I have to be very specific with you guys. I, I remember uh, Logan... I think he pulled my hair, and I chased him down the hallway upstairs, and then my I slid, almost slid into a, the wall, and <laughs> I saw Cody running down the hallway, and I just jumped and scooted out the way. Well, I'm glad that I wasn't there for that. No, he was trying to find Logan. <laughs> the funny part is, is like, we'll be looking for the next band to go into the room where we have all the PA and everything, and people are just nowhere to be found. I mean, it is a huge building. But like whenever Noel, no one could find her for like a straight half an hour. It took a good 30, 40 minutes to find <laughs> her. It was pretty crazy, yeah. Okay, so uh, I don't want to take up all your time, guys, because we do have to go practice. But um, I thought it would be cool as well. This is my podcast. Nobody ever really asked me questions. And if you guys have any questions for me, I would like to answer them as well. So you can go first if you want Thrasher. Uh, I, I can't think of anything. Okay. Uh, uh, let Jordan go first. He's closer to you. 
So what do you got, man? What's the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to you on tour? On tour, the most embarrassing thing? Okay, well, I, I kind of got out of it, and nobody really knew, but I'll tell you, we were playing in Baltimore, Maryland at this place. I believe it used to be called Fletcher's. I don't even think it's there anymore. And uh, every place we'd play would have, like, a backstage, like, green room area. But at Fletcher's, they had this big stage, but then the, there was, like, these stairs on the side of the stage that went up to this dressing room that was above the stage. And that was the only restroom as well. So I'd been sick. I'd, we'd been on the road for a couple months, and I had the flu really bad. And I'd been throwing up and doing other stuff you do when, you're, when you have the flu. Sounds fun. It's totally fun. And so, but I thought I was okay. Everything was great. We were playing that night. We had the night off prior, so I got better. So we were playing at Fletcher's. We start the first song. Everything's great. And then this first song, there's like this kind of bridge that's kind of long where it's like an instrumental part. And as soon as that part hit, I had to throw up. I, I mean, I, there was nothing I could do. And there was nowhere to throw up on stage. There's no trash can. There's nothing. So I threw my guitar down, ran up those stairs as fast as I could, threw up like the most throw up that you've ever seen in your life. Have you ever seen the movie Stand By Me? Yeah. The Barfarama scene, it was like the Barfarama scene. It was gross. Ooh. So <clears throat> I run back downstairs after I'm a little bit better. They're still playing the song, and there's this little break at the next part of the song, and I grab my guitar and got right back into it, played the rest of the show like nothing ever happened, and nobody, not even my band members, asked me what happened. It just, like, no one even acted like it even happened. It, it never existed, but... I also fell off the stage a couple times. Um, but, I mean, if you've seen Dave Grohl when he falls off the stage, when he hurt his leg really bad, it was kind of like that, but it wasn't that high. But, I mean, stuff like that happens all the time. There's a couple times where I would just forget parts of the song, songs I'd played a thousand times, just all of a sudden brain fart, and I forget that, oh, we're supposed to play the chorus, and I played the verse. Mm -hmm. So that's why I tell you guys, don't ever be frustrated or worried about playing the show. Because if I've played a song a thousand times on tour and then I still mess it up, whatever. But anybody else have any other questions? I hope that answers your question. Okay, Emma. Where was your favorite place to play on tour and why? Oh, my favorite place to play, I've played a lot of places. Um, I will say for the weather, I always really liked the West Coast when we'd be out like in, in Los Angeles or San Diego, places like that. Um, I tell this all the time on the podcast, but we played a lot of different countries. I've been all over the world, a lot of different countries. My favorite tour that I ever did was in South Africa. Like, the people in South Africa were amazing. We met some of the best people ever. The food was really good. Um, people are kind of worried sometimes to go there. They don't think it's safe. We were totally fine. I mean, I look kind of crazy, so maybe that's why I was fine. I don't know. <laughs> but um, I really, really liked that. Um, yeah, I would say as far as, you know, Abroad, South Africa was kind of life-changing. And, I mean, I talk about it all the time, so it's I'm kind of obsessed with South Africa. I had a really good time there. But um, California, it was always a lot of fun when we'd be on the road. Because, you know, especially on Warp Tour, you know, you're playing outside on, like, blacktop parking lots. It's 110 degrees in the shade. You get to California, it's like 70 with no humidity. It's, like, it's beautiful. So uh, I really, really like playing in California, anywhere on the West Coast, even up into like Oregon and Washington and like the West Coast of Canada, up the Vancouver. That was always my favorite place to be. But I mean, it's, I'm kind of a food guy. 
as you could tell, because I'm not the skinniest guy in the world. So like New York pizza, Chicago deep dish pizza, anywhere we'd be, like Montreal, we'd get poutine. If you don't know what poutine is, you should check it out. It's really, really good. So I kind of always, I'd look on the tourist schedule and I'd be like, okay, we're going to be here. I can't wait to be there so I can eat this. Like little places in the, around the country that have really good food. So yeah, I would say California is probably my favorite because the weather's perfect. It's like the way it is in spring and fall in Indiana, but it's year round. <laughs> and uh, I love South Africa. If you guys ever get the chance to go, it's the best place in the world. So anybody else? We'll get to everybody, I swear. Where was the first place you went on tour? Okay, that's a crazy story. Um, first place I ever went on tour, I was a junior or senior in high school. I can't remember exactly how old I was. A little bit older than some of you guys, about the same age as some of you guys. And um, we got offered, my band at the time was Chronic Chaos. We're kind of like a punk band. Pretty good, I guess, for our age. We weren't bad. Um, but we got asked to play this show in Vermont, White River Junction, Vermont. And we lived here in Indiana. And I really wanted to go do it, but I was a pretty overzealous, passionate kid, and I didn't realize that it was 17 hours away, and they were only going to pay us 100 bucks to play. So this is how cool my dad is. It was my mom, my mom and dad's anniversary that weekend. So my dad's like, I've never been to Vermont. We'll take you guys there as our anniversary like trip, and you guys can play the show, and we'll just hang out. So my mom and dad and my sister took us on our very first tour date, because it was only one show. I mean, it wasn't like a tour, but it was 17 hours northeast of here. So we drove out, took us a couple of days to get there. We stayed in this old creepy hotel. And there was like a bat in the hotel that was in my room, and like, oh, it was so scary. And I was super young, too. And we played the show, and it was a sold-out show. It was like four or 500 people in this little place that held maybe 200 people. And we sold all our T-shirts and sold a bunch of the tapes. We had little cassette tapes that we made up with a couple songs that we recorded. A couple of them, I think, were cover songs. They weren't even our songs. And we got done playing the show, and then it was like, oh, now we have to drive 17 hours home. Little did I know that the rest of my life would kind of be that. Because I did tour a tour before where it started and, be started and ended in Seattle. So it's like drive to Seattle, do a tour for two months, end in Seattle, drive home. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I got used to that pretty quick. But that was my first ever out of the state kind of experience with my first band, Chronic Chaos, being high school age or right out of high school. And that was it. So, yeah, a lot of fun. You got a question? Yeah, Chris, did you did you also cut and donate your hair? Or? I did not cut and donate my hair. I Here's the story with that. <laughs> I, I played football in high school, okay? And uh, one year we were all shaving our head like in solidarity, you know what I mean? Like to, uh, yeah. to yeah, we're all going to shave our head. It's going to be the best season ever, that kind of thing. So I shaved my head, and I really liked it. Everybody else let really? their hair grow back, but I thought, I thought I looked pretty badass, you know? So I just never let it grow back. I kept cutting it every couple days. And about 10 years ago, I was, I'm going to let my hair grow back out. And I realized very quickly that I had none. I didn't okay. know that I went bald. I just went bald because I was already it bald. Happened, yeah. It just happened. So they say it's from your maternal grandfather, and my maternal grandfather was bald. So uh -huh. check out all your grandpas on your mom's side. If he's bald, you're probably going to lose your hair. All right. That's, that's all I needed to know. Okay.
Anybody else coming down to the close of this podcast here? We got to go work on stuff. All right. So two questions. First two question questions. Is, where do you want to see us like 10 years from now, music-wise? Where do I want to see you guys? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, my main goal is just for you guys to love music. I don't expect all of you guys to go on tour and put out records and be rock stars. I don't expect that. I will say that in the past, kids from camp, like there were these two twins that started a band out of camp. They're called Ponce, and now they're signed, and they're touring, and they're doing great. They live in Nashville. They went to songwriter school. And I like to think that camp had a little bit to do with what happened with them. You know, it's all up to you guys. I can kind of show you guys the way or at least kind of – light that fire in you but you've got to do it and that's why at camp and i'm like you're going to be at the show if you guys want to play something really hard or if you don't want to practice you're the ones that are going to look stupid i'm not going to look stupid so in essence of trying to treat you guys like an adult that kind of goes hand in hand with of course i would love all of you guys to be on the grammys one day and go man i just got to thank chris my old guitar teacher rock and roll <laughs> summer camp that's what i would love to have happen but i don't really know if that's achievable for everyone but I just want you guys to love music the way that I love music. Like, I don't think people talk to you guys like you're adults, which is fine because you're kids. But I don't think that people listen. I don't think that people, like, you guys all have a voice, right? And I think a lot of the times people dismiss you. I don't want to do that. I want you guys to know that music is this, like, common thread that we all have. Like, okay, you and Jordan probably like nothing similar. But you can hang out and play music together, and it's great. Right? It's like the universal language. It doesn't matter. You know, you like what you like. Like, what is that? Moose? Moose blood. And you like dying fetus or whatever you said. I think it was Whitechapel. Th- okay, well, Whitechapel, yeah. Those are so far apart, but we're all cool, and we're all here for the same reason, Right? All the slam stuff you like, that's great. You like that. But some of these people have never heard any of that, and they'd probably hate it if they heard it. But we're all here for the same reason. And I forgot even to me. mention Gore. Gore is Gwar, yeah. Out. Heck yeah. So, yeah, I just want you guys to, even if all you ever do is grow up and get married and have kids and do whatever, I want you to just love music and not just, don't be just a general kind of, oh, whatever, man, whatever's on the radio. I hate that. Like, be passionate about it. You don't have to make it your living, but love it. It's the best thing in the world. That's what I want for you guys. Okay. What's uh, the other question? Second question is, do you regret biting the guy's cheek at the skate park? <laughs> <laughs> I don't regret it, actually, because he was being a huge prick. But, uh, Fair enough. Yeah, he was uh, being really stupid while we were playing the gig, and I grabbed him and uh, was, like did a Mike Tyson on his face. <laughs> I was a little bit crazier in my younger days. Now I have a couple kids, and I'm responsible, and I pay my bills and mow my grass. And, you know, when I was younger, I was a little bit punk rock. And if somebody said something to me or did something, I, I'll just leave it at that. I was a little bit punk rock. <laughs> I wasn't quite as responsible, good, upstanding citizen, Chris, as I am now. Cheeks were getting taken off. Well, and that's the thing. I tell you guys stories like that because I want you to know that, Everybody kind of grows up and evolves, and, and, you know, this is what I'm doing now. Yeah, I used to be a little punk rock butthole. That's what I used to be, you know, and it's a little bit different now. So hopefully you guys aren't biting people's cheeks off and stuff like that. And uh, that's for another podcast. I'm not going to get deep into the details on that. Some of you listeners might already know that story. I don't know. Uh, okay, so I got time for two more, and then we got to go practice. 
what is the weirdest thing you've ever eaten on tour? The weirdest thing that I've ever eaten. Uh, okay. Well, I'll tell you the weirdest thing that I've ever eaten that I really enjoy, and I wish I could get it anywhere that I live or anywhere that I'm at. Uh, when I was in Ecuador and Peru, where you said you wanted to go, uh, cooey is what it's called. It's guinea pig. It's just like you go to the pet store and there's a guinea pig, right? So they have this pen. I, I ate it the first time at the equator. There's like this little equator like restaurant, whatever. And you pick out of the pen a guinea pig like you do at Red Lobster with the lobsters. And I couldn't do it. I just The guy goes, which one would you like, senor? And I was like, oh, that one. I just kind of pointed to the back. And they gut it, and they put it on this big piece of wood, and they put it in the fire, and they roast all the hair off. And it is the most wonderful meal I've ever had. It's so good. When I go to pet stores and I see, like, guinea pigs, I'm like, I want to buy one of those and take it home and cook it up on the grill. I'm serious. So can you, like, compare it to anything, like the taste of I can. Uh, have you ever had pork chops? Yeah. Imagine, like, a hybrid of the best pork chop you've ever had with, like, the best roast beef you've ever had. That sounds amazing. It's, not going to lie. <laughs> it's really good. And my friend, actually, this is funny. This pertains to camp. When I was living in Alabama, I was in Gulf Shores, Alabama, I did a rock and roll summer camp. But then I got too busy and couldn't do it. But uh, a friend, a guy that I met that came to camp named Cole, who is now in a band called Square. He lives in Nashville. You need to check out Square. They're a really good band. Cole turned 18, and I said, hey, man, you want to go to South America with me on vacation? Because we were really good buddies. He worked for me at this venue that I was at. And he's like, yeah. So his parents like said, sure, he can go with you. So we went to Peru, and we had cooey again. We had guinea pig. And I lied to him and said that it's lucky to eat the eyeballs. So, like, he ate the eyeballs, and I'm like, I was just – I was just being stupid. It's not, it's not even a thing. So he got mad at me because I kind of tricked him into eating the eyeballs. But I ate one, too, just to make it better. So, okay, last question. All right. Um, how long did it take you to get all of them tattoos? Okay. I'm glad you didn't ask me the one question. People go, how many tattoos do you have? I'm like, I don't know, like one big tattoo. <laughs> um, it's taken me a long time. I started getting tattooed when I was 18. Um, I tried to, you know, keep track of the hours somewhere around 52, 55 hours. I kind of lost count. Um, I would say probably 60 to 70% of my body is tattooed, um, with the exception of some sensitive areas that I'm not going to get tattooed. <laughs> I was thinking the other day about getting a tattoo on my head and my wife said she'd divorce me. So I'm not going to oh do God. that. I don't want to get divorced, <laughs> but, um, I don't know. I really like tattoos. I was always into art. I can't draw very well. My artistic side's always been music, uh, but uh, I always really liked art. I told my mom from a young age I was going to get tattoos. I started getting tattoos, and it hasn't really affected me. You know, some people look at me kind of crazy. Yeah. Like when I was living in Jamaica, I was working, uh, doing an entertainment job for Margaritaville, and it's a very conservative country, and people, they called me coloring book. <laughs> and uh, it, w it was pretty funny because there's not a lot of people with tattoos down there. So they see me walking down the street, and I'm like the circus freak. And everybody wants to take pictures with me and talk to me. And, hey, coloring book, coloring book. It was pretty funny. And every time I've been in a South American country or, or like Mexico or Central America, it's always, hey, Mr. Tattoo Man, Mr. Tattoo Man. And they want to, like, <laughs> sell me something or whatever. It's hard to, like, you know, not stand out, especially when I'm traveling. Uh, but, you know. I knew what I was getting into when I decided. I've got my hands done, my fingers. Like, I'm not stupid. I knew what I was getting into. Now you know you can't get a bank job. Uh, I don't really want a bank job. <laughs> uh, I, I would rather hang out with you guys and, uh, you know, teach guitar and whatever else. So That's right. Yeah. I made it work. 
So any closing thoughts with you with you guys? The podcast is pretty much over. We're we're hitting, you know, we're past a half hour. Um, I really want to. Uh, I appreciate you guys so much for being a part of this. And camp is like my favorite thing in the world to do. So hopefully you guys feel the same way. Uh, so thank you guys very much for being on the podcast. And any closing thoughts from anybody? No, I don't think so. You want, you have any ERI? Yeah, I think we're good. <laughs> okay, well, we'll see you guys soon. Uh, bye from bye. <laughs> From Rock and Roll Summer Camp 2018 in Muncie, Indiana, this is Chris Swinney sitting here with Colton, Eli, Thrasher, Hello. Jordan, Izzy, Emma, Sam, and Xavier. We'll see you guys soon. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. And there it was, my conversation with uh, my students at Rock and Roll Summer Camp. I had a really good time speaking with my kids. Uh, it's a, it's a week long program, and uh, we're into tomorrow's actually day number two. Uh, it is one seventeen in the a.m., and uh, my my voice is kind of shot. I don't know if you can tell that. Maybe it sounds cool. Maybe I sound like like a radio guy. I don't know. But um, yeah, I finally got my son to sleep. I'm doing these uh, the intro and the outro at different times, so hopefully it doesn't sound like two different people. But uh, Rock and Roll Summer Camp is one of the best things I've ever done with my life. So I hope that you guys enjoyed kind of, you know, hearing what the kids like, hearing what the kids are into. Uh, it was a lot of fun. And uh, if you want to come to the concert, if you're in the Muncie area or the Indi- the central Indiana area, the concert is Saturday, June 23rd. The doors are at 3.30. The show starts at 4 p.m. at Cornerstone downtown Muncie, Indiana. I think it's 520 Main. I'm not really sure that might be wrong. But uh, if you you know, if you have any questions or if you want to come to the show, hit me up, tototpodcast at gmail.com, and I'll give you all the info. Uh, it'd mean a lot to the kids. So if you're in the area, please come check it out. Um, Yeah, this, this episode was a lot of fun, just like all the episodes are fun. This one was a little bit different, so I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, next week, I'm not really sure who the guest is. I got a couple people lined up. I'm just trying to get the schedules to meet up. Uh, I do want to give a shout out to the super meta podcast, uh, Chris and Mark, I believe, uh, they had me on their podcast and, uh, they interviewed me, uh, about podcasts. (laughs) It's pretty crazy. So, uh, check that out. Uh, you can just search for super meta podcast on iTunes. Uh, they're also on Libsyn. I think is what it's called, lip sync, lip sync, whatever it's called. I don't know. I'm tired. It's it's really late. Just Google them. They're on they're on Twitter and stuff. Uh, you can listen to me on their podcast talking about this podcast and other podcasts. It's uh, just I see how many times I can say the word podcast. But uh, thank you guys very much for listening to this. I'm a little delirious. I'm ready. I think I'm ready to go to sleep. Uh, and my dog is right next to me. My dog Lucy, and she's snoring. So if you hear that in the background, you you. That's what that is. But uh, I appreciate you guys so much. And uh, yeah, this has been a lot of fun. It'd be awesome if you'd leave us a review uh, on iTunes. We've been getting some really, really cool reviews. So far, all five stars. Who's going to be that first non-five-star review? I don't know. Uh, Hopefully nobody. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so come back next week. Uh, We'll have a new episode. And uh, I had a request um, to actually play the full version of the theme song. Uh, the theme song is from some friends of mine from uh, the Netherlands called the Travoltas. I toured with the Travoltas back in 2002 uh, when I was with the band sewing with Nancy, who then became the reason. 
uh, from Canada. We did a tour with the Travoltas. They're great guys. Um, when I got a hold of Perry, their singer, and hey man, I really I want to use your song for the theme song. He's like, yeah man, go for it. That'll be great. So since we don't have a sponsor this week and I don't really have anything to play, uh, I've had like four or five emails from people wanting to know who the theme song was and uh, asking if I can play it in its entirety. So I'm going to go ahead and play that. So thank you guys. Uh, I'll see you next week, but I'm going to leave you with the Travoltas doing One for the Road, which is the theme song for this podcast. So uh, check out the Travoltas. They're on all the social medias as well. And uh, see you guys next week. Thanks a lot.
What's up, everybody? I am Finn McKenty, host of the Punk Rock NBA podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. My podcast is all about doing what you love for a living, and every week I sit down and talk to people who have done exactly that. For example, musicians like Tommy from Between the Buried Me, Matt from Periphery, Lil Lotus and Shinigami, among many others, photographers, artists, designers, YouTubers like Glenn Fricker and Sarah Dietschy, and I unpack exactly how they got to where they are today with the goal of helping you do the same. So if that sounds cool, you can listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com, and I'll see you there.